Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. Hi there. Once again, welcome to Industrial Talk. Thank you very much for joining. Have you ever wondered, you know, I've been a part of a number of uh, large projects, and the challenge, outside of the simple fact that the project is challenging, but the management of the information is every bit as challenging, and keeping that continuity in the hot seat, Jay Schwartz, Hexagon, and we're going to talk about digital projects because you need to hear about it. Let's get cracking. Yeah, it's going to be a quick intro because he, oh, it's just a meaty conversation. And I, and, and I know if you're listening out there and you've been a part of projects, you're saying, oh, man, where's the PNIDs or things change? And it just, it just goes on and on. And if it's a greenfield location, challenges. If it's a brownfield location, challenges. How can we simplify these project documents, this information, and and keep it evergreen? Because you know as well as I do, I've been on a number, as I said, and uh, it's it's as if you get the P and IDs, and then the next day they're just out of out of sync with what's happening out there in the physical world just because, well, things happen. You need to get that project up and running. You need to make that transfer. Anyway, great conversation, engaging. So if you're in, this is a paper and, you know, pencil conversation. Pause it. Learn more. Get this information because Jay just delivers the lumber on this particular conversation. Enjoy it. Jay, welcome to Industrial Talk. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. It's really good to be here. I've been looking forward to this session now since we set it up here a bit back, and so I'm excited about us talking today. I am. I'm excited because I'm not talking to Kevin Price because apparently <laughs> that's the only one. Now I get to talk to you, and now you're yeah. part of my my stable, my posse of uh, conversations around asset management projects, things like that. So I'm per- I'm pretty jazzed and jacked about the whole thing too, as well. Before we get into this conversation. Uh, for the listeners, give us a little 411, that little CV about Jay so they understand why you're such an incredible professional. Well, yeah, thanks. Uh, I'll tell you, I am an electrical engineer by degree. I am a, a licensed engineer and practiced uh, a number of years ago. I started my career out in the instrumentation and controls area. And from the very beginning, I was always interested in how technology could help us do things quicker, better, faster, all of that. And actually, Steve generated. Austin, by the way, Steve Austin, stronger, Steve? better, faster. That was Steve ah, Austin. Yes, 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 yes. <clears throat> and <laughs> I, I, I created this, this, uh, we called it loop gen and we were using VT 100 alphanumeric terminals. And I had a little graphic display on there of kind of sort of maybe what a loop sheet looked like. And people were plugging in textual data, pushing a button, and we were taking templates and popping out loop sheets just super quick rather than actually drafting them up back in the days on the old CAD system. So I've known from my very early days as a young engineer that I was always in pursuit of something new and different, different ways of doing things, improving things. So then Long comes the opportunity to come to work for what was then Intergraph in 1992 and have been here ever since. Now we're Hexagon, of course, uh, acquired by Hexagon, which is a great thing. 
but I've had the opportunity to be customer facing throughout that entire journey and to apply what I experienced back in the day of doing engineering and projects to apply that within uh, various customers, both EPCs and owners, and had the opportunity to work with small companies as well as global companies, digital transformation efforts with companies, and have had the opportunity to play a part in new technologies that Intergraph, now Hexagon, have been coming out to market with. And today, as with Kevin Price, my counterpart, we both sit in this PSE organization, Portfolio Strategy and Enablement, and it is exactly what it says. It's about the portfolio of the division, the entire portfolio of Hexagon ALI, and it is about the strategy associated with that portfolio, both the internal development strategy that we do with our development teams, as well as the M&A strategy to help us accelerate our journey, looking out into the marketplace to see if there is leading edge technologies that we can acquire to fill gaps in the portfolio in a, in a more quicker way to get a more comprehensive solution out to the marketplace. So I am responsible for what we call digital projects whereas Kevin is digital assets. So the two sides of the equation, those are the two major themes of the ALI division, projects and assets. So is it is it the strategic focus of uh, Hexagon ALI, given the fact that you have this PSE focus, is to be able to, like you said, find the gaps, technology gaps, fill it with some solutions so that me as a customer, me as a a uh, user of your tools. I just I have a one stop shop, but it it's it it satisfies all aspects of my business. Is that as opposed to trying to, hey over here I'm I'm interested in this. I'm interested. Let me see if it bolts up together. Is that what you're trying to accomplish? That is correct, but with a caveat. Within our lane, there are always lanes that we don't do at Hexagon uh, ALI. Okay. Uh, and so let's be really, really good at our lane. An example in the project space of something that we don't do in ALI is we, we don't do that front end simulation work that process plants do. There are technology suppliers out there that are superior at doing that. And so we partner in those cases with those suppliers because that front end conceptual design is critical to a project. But we need it to play happy inside of the hexagon environment, inside the hexagon suite. So we have partnerships for those types of areas. So I wanted to give you that caveat. Yeah, that's mind. good. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, before we uh, let's let's dive into this particular conversation for the listeners out there. Tell us about digital projects. What tell just lay that foundation. Give us an understanding of what you're talking about when we start talking about digital projects. Okay, it, it digital projects handles our deals, our addresses, every phase of a project. Okay, like I said, all the way back up to conceptual. Actually, prior to conceptual, you have the actual planning phase where you're trying to determine which project I'm really going to do, which one makes the most business sense. Then we move into the conceptual phase. Then we move into basic design, detailed design all the way through to supply chain management into fabrication, construction. And then at this point, we're looking at the handover into an operating facility. Digital projects is covers that entire suite, that entire set of life cycle phases of a project completely integrated together. 
So we don't want there to be individual silos. We want it to be an information continuum, if you will. Okay. And so this is all in pursuit of delivery of that digital twin without extra work processes being invoked to produce and deliver that digital twin. Now that's really, really key right there because you can deliver a digital twin today, but in most cases you have to put extra effort in to do that. We're actually doing the reverse in digital project. We are removing human cycles out. I call it engineering administrivia. I want to remove all of that. But digital projects is about the digital execution of a project through all of those life cycle phases, applying latest cutting edge technology in an integrated or connected, if you will, environment. So there's this seamless flow of information, as I said, this information continuum all the way through those phases. What's the What's the problem outside of the obvious? So what you're saying is that these projects have gaps. So uh, I've been a part of projects. Yes, there are gaps. There's So the solution to digitize this whole process uh, is to eliminate as much as you possibly can those gaps within each phase of the project. Is, is that right? And so I can go into a system into a technology and be able to get the latest on I, it, please crystallize that, that, that effort sure. there, like a, from a use case. So, so if you take, for example, let's, let's look at a big part of a project, which is called detailed design. Okay. This is yes. where all the disciplines are working collaboratively together. They're producing logical definitions of the design, PNIDs, instrument, electrical schematics. They're also producing the physical design, which we coined today the 3D model, if you will. All of those are various disciplines. So even in the 3D model, you have piping, you have structural, you have equipment, you have HVAC, you have all the disciplines. In the schematic side, the logical side, you have all the disciplines also. So what we're doing is bringing all of that collectively together, seamlessly. So all of those people are working together collaboratively, right? And the system is taking care of making sure that we don't conflict. Now let's talk about what I mean by conflict. Hmm. All right. Historically, everyone knows in a 3D model, we trust that we can find everywhere the pipe hit the steel interference detection or clash management, as we call it. We all trust that. No engineering firm checks that anymore. OK, the computer can also check data collisions. The computer can check the logical against the physical. Does the piping system, for example, in the 3D model, does it really represent what you see on the PNID? From a topology perspective, how about the line sizes? How hmm. about piping specs? Okay, all of these types of checks hmm. be done within the computer system, which we're doing inside of digital projects. This is part of that engineering administrivia. Lots of cycles are spent today to try to make sure that we don't have those collisions, right? And we yes. take those out. Yeah, and 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 here's a, here's a real life example. I know. I've got this physical asset out there, and this physical asset is, is you know, I've got the piping, I've got the electrical, I've got the, the pumps, I've got all of this physical stuff out here. And I guarantee you that back then, maybe maybe less today, 
But, you know, in one hour, the PNIDs don't match that asset. Right. It's like all of a sudden somebody goes out there, changes this thing, runs runs a different pipeline. They never go back to the PNIDs. The 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 two just by virtue don't don't even work right in or, or match. That, that's right. And and when you're in a project, you think about projects yes. today. These are massive, right? Ten billion, fifteen billion, twenty billion, globally executed by a team of engineering companies working follow the sum in engineering, meaning twenty four hours a day around the globe. They're working. So how do you keep all of that synchronized? It is a Herculean task to do. And a lot of energy is spent by engineering firms to do that today. Okay. And what they do is they put enough money in their budget that they feel that they checked it to the point that it's acceptable. Okay. We're not going to end up in a difficult situation with our client. Well, what we're saying is we're going to let the computer check that a lot of this stuff for you. So let's talk about the net result of that just real quick. Because what do you really want to do? Why don't we reduce the time it takes to deliver a project? Let's don't reduce it 3% or 5%. Let's do something really big and interesting. Let's talk about 25, 30% reduction in project schedules. And when you say that to people, people's eyes roll no, back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, even, uh, even, uh, you even saw my eyes roll back. Yeah. I'm going, uh, I've never been a part of a project was... Never. Let, me, let me tell you, when you take the 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 work processes, each discipline's work processes, and you map those out, and that's what we've done. We map those out, right? We call it a universe map. We've got all those work processes for each discipline. Then we dive into each one of those work processes and say, can we eliminate that work process with technology? Can artificial intelligence, can machine learning, can GPT? Can the combination of those things eliminate completely that work process? Can the computer just do it for us? And in many cases, the answer is yes, it can. And in other cases, it can't completely eliminate it, but it can greatly reduce it so that now me as the engineer, as a cognizant decision maker, I'm presented on a dashboard with the things that are issues. So I'm in issue management. I'm not spending my time on the things that are good I'm only looking at the things that are not good. So there's more value engineering going into that. I'm telling you, it's going to be interesting to see, but I believe we're actually going to be able to tackle that. We're going to be able to slay that dragon of reducing those project schedules that much. Come on. What about, what about EPCs? Well, what about here, them? you're saying, well, Hey, we normally happens, fluff right? the budgets. Yeah. We, it, there's a, so there's a contracting strategy that goes along with this, right? There's no right. longer this time and material discussion, right? Or this reimbursable discussion and collaboratively the owner and the EPCs have got to work together here. Because just because you're carving all that out of the project, you can't tell the EPC, we're just going to take that amount of money away from you. You just can't do that. Okay. <laughs> no. It won't work. It just won't work. Right? So, so th there's a lot of work to be done there. But I'm telling you, when you look at the advancement, just take it AI, for example. Look at what we're doing with artificial <laughs> intelligence today and the rate at which it's moving forward. It's scary. Oh, it's yeah. Gary, right? Yeah. So I'm telling you, if you harness that power and use it for good, it is amazing what you can do in a project environment when you've got all of that content connected, right? You've got it all in this environment so you can apply those advanced technologies to it. Really, really powerful. So let's, let's, I see it really working well in a greenfield capital environment. It's like, okay, here's, it's greenfield. 
we're going to be building this from the ground up. We're designing it from the ground up. All of this is great, fantastic. And if I was an EPC, it's like, yeah, great, it's good. Right. What about something a little bit more brown, like a brownfield and, and saying, I mean, where do I start? Well, you, you've got the, a very similar situation in the brownfield, but in order to make the brownfield work, the very first thing you have to do is you have to capture the informational assets that, it, that represent that physical thing that you see out there. So the way we say it inside of Hexagon is we have to make it insanely cheap and insanely simple to get, capture the informational assets. Now, those informational assets are not intelligent. In many cases, they're PDFs, they're Visio, they're Word, they're Excel, whatever. So we are now working with, with advanced technologies so that you can, in essence, back the truck up with those, those informational wow. assets. Now, notice I'm saying informational assets. I'm not talking about the physical asset capture. That's scanning. That's a different discussion. You capture those informational assets, back the truck up, dump them in the hopper, and let this, this intelligent environment go through and sift through them, determine what they are, classify them, Dive inside once you classify, find the document number, drawing number, find title, find the revision information, find the tags, hotspot the tags, and then feed that in now smartified. We call it smartified, another one of our fancy yeah. terms. Yeah. We're infusing intelligence into those otherwise unintelligence informational assets. Then we feed them up to an engine that is our data consolidation engine, which connects the dots. Okay. So that's the first step for Brownfield. You have to do that to support your Brownfield. You have to. I, that, that's, but, but every, every technology, and, and I guess it's changed dramatically from that, is that it's, it's, it's woefully ill-equipped to be able to handle the, the legacy documents, the legacy PDFs, the legacy whatever information out there, and put it in a way that doesn't just absolutely suck the life out of your your workforce because you're do you're too busy cleaning it all up and it's like oh I don't know I have no yeah. and then you end up with gaps anyway. Well, you're not you're not talking about converting the content, right? So we're not taking we're not talking about taking a take a, a an AutoCAD file. We're not talking about taking okay. an AutoCAD file and making it something other than AutoCAD. We're saying let's infuse intelligence into that AutoCAD file that's not there. Hotspot the tags so that when we put it in the system, now this drawing has all these tags on it and it is now programmatically connected to all the tag objects in the system that it's representing you do the same thing with all the vendor information the same thing with all the procedures but you've got to have an intelligent environment which we've been working on for a while now a number quite a while now so that it is that insanely simple and insanely cheap to do that that's been the issue in the past because if you're going to apply any of these advanced practices on brownfield projects you must have the information captured in a way so that i could go to the system and say i'm going to do something with p100 and the system comes back and shows me everything about p100 the logical definitions the pnids the electrical information the piping information the vendor information all of that and if I'm in an operating plant, if Kevin was on here, he would say, oh, and by the way, we're also going to connect to the operational systems like the historian, the data historian, the maintenance management system and all that. But in projects, you want to bring all of that together so that you're looking at a comprehensive view of, in, the, in my example, P100. Right. And then all of a sudden now I can begin to apply more 
um, acceleration to modifications that I want to do in the plant. Now, where this really picks mm. up is when you start talking about a capitalized project, which is turnarounds. What are turnarounds? They are individual mods that have been stacked up. They've been engineered, they've been approved, and they've been stacked up to say, when we take this unit offline, we're going to dive in 24 hours a day, seven days a week for X number of days because we're given an outage window. We're going to dive in and we're going to do all this work, right? So we believe that by collecting that informational asset the way I talked about, by also capturing, scanning the facility. So we have that 3D representation because they don't have 3D models out in those facilities today, but the capture using one of our sister divisions at Hexagon, which is the Geosystems division, which where the Leica scanners come from, which you've heard about, right? Leading yep. scanner technology. We can quickly capture the physical facility to augment our planning, to augment the planning of this turnaround so we know where to put where to where to put our pieces and our parts without blocking uh accesses and egresses while it's still running getting ready to go i'm telling you it it when you really get down into the individual work processes it is amazing what you can do with the right set of technology and in in the case of an, a, an outage or a turnaround uh to dovetail with your I guess efficiency benefits that you're still looking at uh, benefits associated with that turnaround because here's the way the turnarounds happen. All right, we planned it out. All right, here we go. All right, here we open it up. All right, and, and it's just sort of it's it's a very reactionary type of you try to plan as much as you can, but it's very reactionary. But you're saying that if I if I went through the process of being able to capture that uh, information. Then my then my planning of those turnarounds are improved dramatically. I would imagine. Right, and and our smart digital reality is the vision that you heard at Hex Labs SDR yeah. smart digital reality. That is the 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 vision of how we're going to do that for both projects and for digital assets. If you look at just making a quick modification of the facility, not even a big turnaround or shutdown, right? Just a quick modification. How long does it take a person to have to go and find information? You've heard that forever, right? <laughs> it takes forever, right? To find the it information. And, it, and, and then it, you question whether it's the right information. Whether it's the right information. <laughs> so what we're saying is give us your poor, your tired, your hungry, right? Just give it to us. We're going to dump it in the hopper. We're going to put it all together. We're going to find all those conflicts, right? We're going to find, oh, you gave me two, three, four, five copies of this same drawing number. And I've examined each one of them. And oh, by the way, they're different. Even though you call them the same revision right. in the body of the drawing, it is different. Now the computer can't say which one's right, but it can say, hey, here's five that are different. You tell me, right? So we can start that cleansing process. But you have to burn the ships. Once you collect that and get it into the system, yes. you gotta burn the ships, delete the get rid of yes. those sources, right? Burn the ships. Then it's a closed loop system. So when I go out to do some work, do some work in the facility, if I find something that's not right, we all have these little smart devices that have that have uh, cameras in them. I can quickly capture a 15 second video and say, hey, Jay, I'm out here working on P100 and this, look at what it shows me. It's this, 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 this. And the document doesn't show me that. Something's wrong. You need to get the document updated. Hey, call me if you got any questions, right? 15 second video, boom. 
So that drops automatically because when you come back into earshot of the network, okay, it sees that I've got that capture. I've got this, this commentary, we call it captured, drops it into a workflow automatically, comes to the appropriate system engineer, P100. Who owns P100? Well, it's system engineer Bob over here. So Bob's got it. It goes to Bob. Bob hears the video, the little recording and determines whether he can respond without talking to me, or maybe he needs to call me either way. But the key thing is the next time I go back out there to work on P100, guess what? Old Bob's fixed that. So it's converging on accuracy through yeah. you because it's closed loop system. So I have a business and uh, this sounds great. This sounds wonderful. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't weather a big bang type of approach can I weather an incremental approach and achieve certain benefits? Will you be able to target it's like, this is where you really want to focus right now. This, whatever this is, do you exactly. approach it? Can you approach it that way? Absolutely. For your brownfield, for sure. Because you want to pick yeah. the critical pieces, right? The things that are threatening that can really hurt people. If, yeah. if you make a mistake, right? Your PNIDs are obviously quite, quite, quite critical in process facilities. Also, your, your relief systems, right, are also quite critical. So you, there's a prioritization that you can go through working your way through that, that helps you mitigate the risk. So that's one set of discussion. Then the next discussion is what area can I focus on that I think could net me the biggest return on increased productivity in that facility? So then, so you kind of look at the, I would say the safety is number one, risk is first. And then second is what are the big rock items to help me get more yield out of the facility? And those will be those little engineering tweaks that, again, they're changes in the facility. We kind of call it sustaining engineering, but it is still an engineering process. It is a micro project, if you will. Every change you do in the facility is like a micro project. But if you go back to those big, big, Greenfield and big brownfield. Brownfield could be I'm adding a new LNG train. Sure. To, right. Big right. Yeah. And and we see that there is an opportunity to do some really, really great things there with with technology in this smart news reality. But the reality is, is that get up and get get ahead of it beforehand. It, it would yeah. probably make it more difficult if I'm, you know, 75 percent down the the track and I'm then oh, yeah. I'm trying to build it going backwards. It is something that has to be a part of that planning and discussion up front with it just makes complete sense. And then all of a sudden this is where we're going and it is painless. It has to be painless because I guarantee you somebody's going to say, I don't have the bandwidth to be able to do that and then plan this out. I, I, I you can hear oh, yeah. you can hear them in the background. Oh yeah, and and, and we're working with the you know with the transformational efforts of some of the large EPCs, yeah. but at the same time, you're working on the owner side because the origin of the financial food chain is the owner. So if the owner's not in the loop to say, hey, that makes perfect sense, I want you to deliver that digital twin. Let's let's talk about the end of the project handover. Big deal, right? Oh, how do how do yeah? How do I take all that goodness that those EPCs have put together and bring it into my world? So that I can do something with it. So we've addressed all of that in the SD. Oh. All right. We have a vision for how we're addressing all of that. So as you do your contracted handover packages of, from the digital projects, right. we are we are taking that, packaging it in a certain way, 
all right? The 2D, the 3D, the vendor information, everything, packaging it in a certain way, sanitizing it so we remove any information that the EPC put in there, it's proprietary for them. Then we're taking that well-documented known package structure and we're sending it over to the owner's system. And if the owner is running the Hexagon ALI SDR, it is like a fastball down the center of the plate, right? Bam. We can take it right into their SDR instance. We can programmatically unpack it. So we can build the digital yeah. reality of that new facility one handover package at a time. And so at the end of the project, when all the handovers are done, now that owner has these digital reality inside of their instance of the SDR of that project. Okay. That's how we're handing, handling at the end of the, of the project, the handover. That's been a huge dragon, right? Yeah, so, that's, uh, that's when everybody starts complaining about the EPC and it's, it didn't work and it doesn't, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> that handover. Yeah. Been there, done that. This yeah. was a meaty conversation, my friend. Meaty. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. It's a. It, it, it's a. It, we're clipping it at fifty thousand feet. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's it's really high yeah. up in here. Boy, so. you, you've brought back some memories of uh, uh, going live. Uh, you know, just that, uh, turnarounds, uh, handoffs. You know, from a. Oh gosh, wow, right. that's this is fantastic. How do people get a hold of you, Jay? They're saying, I want to know more about this. How do I get a hold of Jay? Oh yeah, please do. So it's Jay J A Y dot last name Schwartz, S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z at hexagon.com. Please do send me a note. Love to speak with you. You are wonderful. Thank you Thank so you. much. This I really appreciate you being on Industrial Talk. That was yeah. a meaty conversation. You know your stuff, Jay. Well, thank I you. I think you're you're smarter than Kevin. Hey, ah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to agree with that. But, uh, <laughs> but Kevin's a great guy. He's he's yeah. a great colleague, and I, I, Kevin and I have tag teamed on a lot of things. Yes, and, uh, he's he's a super guy. Super you guys guy. got some horsepower over there. I'm going to tell you that hexagon, yeah. uh, that we, hexagon live was a lot of fun, boy. Talk about it's well candy yeah. for the eyes. I'm telling you, candy for the eyes. I was like, wow, come back, right? Come 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 back again, right? Please do. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I, I was dazzled. All right, listeners, that's right. Jay. We're going to wrap it up on the other side. We're going to have all the contact information out on Industrial Talk, so stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. Clearly, we just scratched the surface. Jay was delivering some real truth bombs in that, in that chit-chat. You got to admit, and again, if you've ever been a part of any capital projects, you you know what I'm talking about. And here's a solution that's being delivered by Hexagon, and um, it's exciting, quite frankly. It's exciting just because, well, I've lived that hell, and uh, it's not fun. So reach out to Jay, reach out to those, uh, you know, Team Hexagon, find out more. And we're going to have more of this conversation. I think we need to begin building that whole uh, dialogue, that that information to, to help you succeed. And here is a platform, here is a solution to help you succeed in expanding your project, you know, Greenfield, Brownfield, whatever it might be, here it is. All right, be bold, be brave, dare greatly. Hang out with Jay, hang out with Team Hexagon, and you'll change the world. We're going to have another great conversation with Hexagon shortly, so stay tuned.